Lord, thank you for uh, this time where we have been able to to point our eyes and our minds and our hearts uh, to you and to to sing praises that are worthy only of you and to, to say words together that tell of what you've done for us. And Lord, I, I thank you also for uh, the, the cries of our hearts that went up to you during this time that maybe no one else heard but you. Lord, thank you that you heard them. That you are a God who listens, a God who hears, a God who knows. And Lord, I, I pray that in this preaching of your word today, that we would become like you, that we would become people who, who listen and who hear and who know the truth. In Christ's name, amen. So in our, our time together of, of pursuing what it looks like to be a healing community here at Broadway, we've been talking about different practices of community. Practices of healing community. What does a, a community that is pursuing healing together, what kind of practices do we do together? What kind of things characterize our, our life together? If you think about what it means to be an American, we think of you know the 4th of July and saying the Pledge of Allegiance and uh, celebrating Memorial Day and cookouts and, and voting in November and those sorts of things. Those are different practices that, that define and shape us as Americans. What kind of practices define and shape us as Broadway Christian Church? What kind of things do we do? What kind of things do we do together that shape us and make us uh, the, the community that we are? One of those practices that uh, we, we want to encourage as we're seeking to be a healing community is the practice of listening. The practice of listening. Now imagine that there may be some of you who may think that, that listening feels like a, maybe a small or an insignificant thing. I mean, it's, it's something that uh, is so ubiquitous, we, we just kind of don't really think about listening. But I just want to note some of the, the different ministries of listening that we already have here at Broadway and that are important to us. Steph mentioned one earlier already of the, the Women's Journey Nights, where once a month ladies gather together to sit for an hour or two and to listen to the story of one of their sisters. And to simply give the dignity of that lady their attention and to hear the work of God in their lives. And the ways that that encourages us and strengthens, strengthens us. The men do the same thing um, one Saturday every month. Uh, we just did it for the first time in a while yesterday, and uh, Lord willing, we'll continue to do that on the third Saturday of every month. Men, I encourage you to come and sit, as we sit and listen to a brother, hear their testimony of what God has done, and to practice listening. And inasmuch of every day, we have people from our city, in our neighborhood, in our community, who come and have an opportunity for someone who who knows them, uh, who doesn't know them yet, but who, who wants to get to know them, who wants to get to know their situation and to listen to them so that they can love them and help them in whatever way uh, we can. These are practices of listening here at Broadway that we have already and that are really important for us here. Listening may seem like a small thing, but the truth is, we can't really love someone 
unless we have listened to them. Because it's by listening that we come to know that person truly for who they are so that we can love them. Listening is a practice that establishes real relationship. And in a relationship where there is no listening, there is no real relationship. Um, I just want to give an illustration here. We have our, our brother and sister, Josh and Jess Wilman. And if you don't know, Josh is deaf. He can't hear, but he can listen. He can understand. And Jess, in order to be in relationship with Josh, had to learn a whole new language so that she could know him and love him. Love in this relationship is a great example for how important it is for us to learn the language that we speak, to learn the, the language that we, that we can seek to communicate to one another. Jess had to learn a whole new language so that she could grow to love Josh. And I'm imagining, I haven't talked to you guys about this, but I'm imagining, Jess, that as you are learning sign language, that your relationship is also growing. As you learn the different nuances of that language, that you're able to communicate your love to him and also able to understand as he speaks back to you uh, the different nuances of, of his language. Listening is required if we are going to know someone and therefore love them. And listening sometimes is something that we take for granted. It's something that we assume, assume but I want to suggest that for the most part, we don't do listening very well. I'm not saying just at Broadway, just like in our culture in general. We just don't listen very well. And our failure to listen is one of the roots of our failure to be in relationships with other people. Um, our, the shortcoming in our walk with Christ in our, in our, and in our experience of healing that God wants to do among us. Listening is one of the most important things that we can do for one another. And it's one of the most important things that we can receive from other people. You know when you are in a relationship where you are heard and understood and the way that there's understanding that comes from that, and you know what it's like to be in a relationship where you're not heard, where you're not understood, and the way that it feels that that relationship is always just broken. That person just doesn't quite understand where I'm coming from. And because of that, there's just this, this block in that relationship. One of the things that I've been surprised this week is how much the command to listen is in Scripture. It's everywhere. You know that experience that you have when you, when you buy a new car and then you see that car everywhere? You never saw a Toyota, Toyota camera anywhere, then you buy one, and then all of a sudden they're, just, they're all over the place. Well, it's, that's kind of the way that it is with the theme of listening in Scripture. It's everywhere. Our um, modern translations in Scripture have kind of, uh, in some ways, like, scratched out this word, behold. And in the King James Version, there was, behold. Listen, watch, notice, pay attention, behold. Um, the, uh, the Hebrew prayer, the Shema, hear, O Israel. Listen, O Israel. The Lord your God, the Lord is one. At Jesus' baptism, after he came up out of the water, 
uh, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. The book of Proverbs is, is filled with instructions about listening. Let me just read a few of those to you. Proverbs twelve fifteen: The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs eighteen thirteen: If one gives an answer before he listens, it is his folly and shame. Proverbs nineteen twenty seven: Cease to listen to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. Proverbs 2.2, 2, make your ear attentive to wisdom and incline your heart to understanding. The book of James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. We often do the opposite of these three. We are quick to become angry, quick to speak, and slow to listen. When we need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It's important. This theme of listening is carries throughout Scripture from beginning to end. Listening is no small thing. And the truth is, you tend to be not very good at it. Listening is not just passively hearing noise, but the kind of listening that I want to talk about is really trying to understand. Listening, in the way that we're going to talk about today, requires our focused attention. It's a discipline. It's not something that happens by accident. It's something that we have to decide to do. It's something that we have to do on purpose to listen to other people. The environment that we live in, the culture that we're in, um, it doesn't cultivate listening very well. Um, with all the noise of, of advertisements and social media and, and fake news and entertainment, we are trained and shaped to not listen very well. And listening requires focus and deliberate attention. Broadway, I, I want us to be an army of good listeners. An army of good listeners. John Schrock shared his testimony yesterday during the men's testimony time. And uh, John was uh, a Marine for a few years, and he brought this yearbook of his uh, basic training, and I was flipping through, looking at it, and just paying attention to all of the different drills and practices and exercises that they had to do during basic training that they had to continue to be trained in in order to be the best Marines that they could. I want to suggest to you that if we're going to be a healing community, then we're going to be, need to practice. One of our practices is going to need to be that we are good listeners. People who are patient to hear the heart of a matter people who are slow to speak, people who aren't quick to rush to judgment, but who intentionally and deliberately seek to understand another person. People who listen in order not to win an argument all the time. People who are secure enough in themselves and in their own relationship to God to be in the presence of people that they disagree with so they can listen and seek to understand them. Our enemy has launched into the world an army of noise, through our entertainment, our social media, our internet, our technology has launched an army of noise in our life. And if we are uh, going to be the kinds of people that God is calling us to be, we need to be intentional and deliberate about our listening in the midst of this noise. 
We need to be a people who first learn to listen to the quiet voice of God in our life. And secondly, a people who care and love other people enough to listen to them, to really listen to them, to hear them and to know them, and to really get to the heart of things. This whole conversation about listening and about its importance, it all begins with God's action towards us. We listen to others because God listens to us. What an amazing thing that we have a God who listens to us. Turn to Psalm chapter 115. Psalm 115. I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through one through 7 to begin. Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. But their idols are silver and gold made by the hands of men. They, their idols, have mouths, but they cannot speak, eyes, but they cannot see, they have ears, but they cannot hear, and noses, but they cannot smell, they have hands, but cannot feel, feet, but they cannot walk, nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Our idols, the things that we pursue in our life, they can't hear a thing. Money, sex, power, sports, fame, technology, the self, politics. They can't hear and respond to us when we cry out to them. They are deaf to our needs. They are deaf to the concerns of our souls. They do not have any real and lasting eternal solutions for us. Even when we turn to them for comfort, which we always do, when we turn to them for solutions, we find that we are disappointed because they can't hear us and they can't meet the needs that we have. And then verse 8 says this sobering thing. Those who make them, those who make idols, will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. Those who worship idols will be like the idols that they worship. We become like what we worship. And so to focus this on the topic for today, when we pursue idols in our lives that have ears but cannot hear, we also become people who are unable to listen to the needs and concerns of other people. People who are unable to comfort other people through our presence with them, unable to participate in the healing work that God wants to do in their lives. But we have a God who listens who hears us when we cry out to Him, who is able to respond to our daily needs, who is able to hear us when we pray to Him for our daily bread. When we need to be comforted in our pain, when we're alone and we feel abandoned, He is there listening, and He is able to bring His comfort. And we can become like Him who we worship. When the God who listens is the God we worship, we can become like Him. We can become people who can listen to others, who can move into the lives of others and sit with them and listen to them in their pain and to bring and to have the comfort that He has filled in us overflow into their lives. I want to suggest to you that one of the ways that we reflect the image of God in the world is in our listening. 
One of the ways that we grow in our discipleship to Jesus, in our Christ-likeness, is in our ability to grow to listen. Think about Jesus' life and the stories in Jesus' life. He had the ability to meet a person right where they were at and to listen to them and to know them. He sat with that woman at the well so that she felt known and understood by him in the deepest places of her soul. In that moment, that woman started to be healed because she discovered that she was known by someone who loved her, someone who really loved her, someone who knew everything about her, and who loved her. We become like what we worship. We can become like Jesus in this particular kind of way. We can learn to listen to people like Jesus did. We can learn from Jesus to listen to people so well that when they are with us, they feel known and they feel understood. And that is a healing thing for people. It is a source of comfort for people. And in our world of noise, of social media, of always feeling like we're being sold something or always being told that we need to vote for this person or that person, there are a few practices that the community, that the world needs from the church. And one of those is that we would be a people who listen to others like Jesus did. People experience healing through relationships, through being known. And there is no relationship without listening. And so I want to talk about the ways that we experience healing through relationships, where we listen and when we are listened by someone else. The first, something I've already mentioned today, is that we experience healing by knowing that God listens to us. We experience healing by knowing that God listens to us. Pretend that's up on the screen right now. We experience healing by knowing that God listens to us. The pretty cool thing about the Bible that I did not notice until very early this morning, Psalm 116, the very next chapter in the book of Psalms. So we just heard that idols have ears, but they cannot hear. Listen to what the very next chapter says. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The New Living Translation in verse 2 says, Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. God bends down to listen to us. The whole story of the Exodus, God's incredible deliverance of the Israelites out of slavery in in Egypt, it all began because God listened. God told Moses what at the burning bush? I, what did he say? I heard. I heard the cries of my people Israel in their slavery in Egypt, and I have come down to rescue them. Our salvation is possible because we have a God who listens to us, who notices our needs, and who responds to us. Do you know that in your life today? That you have a God who listens to you? You know that He wants you to come to Him, to cry out to Him in your pain, in your distress, in your loneliness. He is listening to you. One of the the great and also very, very annoying things about writing sermons 
is that when there comes to a point in the scripture or a point where I know it's something that God wants me to say, but I don't really believe or know it yet, it's really hard to write. It's really hard to speak with conviction about something that you don't really know yet in your own heart. And there was something about this section this week that God listens to us. It was really hard for me to write, and I, I don't know why, but it just felt like I was missing. There's nothing, there's no power or inspiration here. There's something in me that I need to explore that knows that God listens to me here, thinks it's so great that Psalm 115 and 116 were put there right next to another in the Bible. I think that's a really cool thing, and that there's something that got missed, is missing between here and here, that I need to know and to learn that God listens to me. Because healing comes by knowing that God listens to us. Secondly, Repentance on this screen. Healing comes by us listening to God. The very beginning of our faith came because you heard news about Jesus. You heard the gospel, the good news about Jesus, and the Spirit's work in your life opened yourself up to the truth and reality of that, and you received that good news. Faith, Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by listening to the good news about Jesus and his life and his death and his resurrection and what that means for us. The very beginning of our our ultimate healing, our eternal healing comes because we listened and heard God's word to us. And our ongoing relationship with Jesus, our ongoing healing and sanctification happens when we listen to Jesus. When we listen to his word in my life, this is my son, in him I am well pleased, listen to him. One of Jesus' favorite taglines that he would often say at the end of his teaching was, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. We are called to be disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus. And a disciple is a student or an apprentice, a learner from someone else. And a student or an apprentice is one who listens to his or her teacher. We um, recently had our kids watch The Karate Kid. It's one of my favorite movies growing up. And if you watch, it's such a great movie to illustrate discipleship. The way that Daniel comes and he, he finds Mr. Miyagi, and Daniel is just talking, 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 and Mr. Miyagi through his very clever ways, just makes Daniel start to be quiet and to listen. Our discipleship, our following Jesus, is dependent on our willingness to listen to him. To listen to him through reading of scripture, through listening to him in our conversations with other people, in our daily prayer, to listen to his voice. We are healed by learning to listen to Jesus. Pretend that this is on the screen. We're also healed by listening to others and by having them listen to us. We're healed in our relationships of listening with one another. In listening to others and by being listened to, we can experience healing. 
If we don't listen to others, and if we don't seek to truly understand them, then we aren't in relationship with them, not truly. We're in relationship with what we might think about them in our heads without actually knowing about them. I um, have a, a little bit of a story. It's, it's, about, it's about Kevin, uh, but I hope you don't mind me sharing the story. Um, it's kind of something that I'm a little bit ashamed of, but um, I think it illustrates this well, and so may I be vulnerable with you. I confessed something to Kevin a couple of months ago about the first impression that I ever had of him. So Kevin and I both um, went to the same coffee shop um, over at Forteza very often, and Kevin was always over there in the corner. I'd come and get my coffee, and I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I'm going to tell you why in a second. But my first impression of Kevin is that he was um, that he was a bitter person. And maybe the first two times I saw him, maybe he was really concentrating, or maybe he was really grumpy that day. But what was really going on was something in me. In my belief, my wrong belief, that someone with a physical disability must not be able to be a joyous person. How much poorer would I be if I didn't have the opportunity through circumstances to meet this friend of mine? And to get to know him and to learn the truth about him, I don't know a less bitter person in the world than Kevin. We do this all the time. We see somebody, they're dressed in a certain way, they've got a certain bumper sticker on the back of their car, we know something about them, and we believe all sorts of things that may or may not be true about them. And we are poorer for it. There are people who are here in this room who you may just have these certain thoughts about, and because of that you've never went across to the other side and listened to them and talked to them and get to know them and the unique story that they have. We are rich in relationship with each other. And we are poor when we're not. And we are in relationship with others when we are committed to listening to them and to their stories. Thanks for forgiving me, brother. Husbands and wives, how is your listening? How is your listening? What if this week your sole objective, your sole purpose in your relationship would be to listen deeply to your husband, to listen deeply to your wife? So many of the breakdowns in a marriage happen at this very point. The inability, the lack of capacity, the unwillingness to listen, to get underneath the hurt, to get underneath the the backlash, to get underneath the pain, and underneath the anger and to listen to the heart of the matter. This is not an easy thing to do, but it is essential for our marriages and our relationships. So husbands and wives, how is your listening to one another? So these are the four directions of listening that bring healing. Knowing that God listens to us, us listening to God through His Word, us listening to other people, and us also receiving the gift of other people listening to us. I want to talk about some of the challenges that we have to listening. The first I've already mentioned a couple of times today is, pretend that this is on the screen, the 
internal noise of our world. We live in a really, really noisy world. There's just a lot of input going into our brains all the time. And very few of us, um, very few of us, it seems to me, take time apart to shut all of that noise down and to turn on the volume. Every time I get in the car, I've got about a seven-minute drive into work. Every time I turn the, get in the car, turn the radio on, some sort of news. I have seven minutes there to simply be quiet. But I want noise. I'm a little scared of the quiet sometimes. What's going to come up in the quiet? And that relates to the second challenge to listening is internal noise. There are things that are going on inside of you that make it difficult for you to hear from God or make it difficult for you to hear other people. As well, when we are entering into a relationship with someone where we're actually going to be listening to them, that listening may challenge us, especially if they're different from us. And we don't want to be challenged. We want to be affirmed all the time that what we think and how we see the world is the right way to think and to see the world. So it's important to know what's going on here. When, when I encounter someone and it's hard for me to listen to them, why is that? Do they remind me of my second grade teacher who I really didn't like? Do they remind me of a previous relationship? Do they remind me of some experience that I had with somebody else of that different race? And so now it's difficult for me to enter into that conversation with them. Or maybe some occupation. You knew that doctor or that dentist or that whatever in the past, and this person that you're talking to has that same occupation, and so now it's hard for me to listen to you because there's stuff going on in here is what I'm saying. There's internal noise in us that make it difficult for us to hear and to listen to one another. So external noise and internal noise make it difficult, challenging for us to listen. But I want to suggest to you that the biggest challenge to listening is pride. Pride. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. This passage does not speak specifically about listening, but what it speaks about is the kind of attitude that's required to listen well. The attitude that's required to, to listen well. Philippians chapter 2, I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 11. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that is the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What I want to suggest to you is that listening is an act of service to someone else. It's an act of becoming a slave to someone else, of going low for someone else, of humbling ourselves, of being like God who comes down to us, who bends his ear to us, that we do the same and follow his example by coming down and bending near to others so that we may hear them. Jesus gave up his rights. He was in very nature God, but he did not hold and grasp onto those rights so that he could come and to be in real relationship with us. I want to suggest to you that that's the same kind of attitude that we need to have with others when we listen to them. When we listen to people, that may require us to admit that we were wrong, may require us to change, may require us to learn something about that person that we, that we were wrong about, may require us to repent, it may require us to turn from something, it may require us to seek forgiveness from our husband or spouse that we've hurt and that we didn't know about. Being a servant kind of listener may require us to change. But I want to suggest to you that if we're going to be the Jesus kinds of listeners, we need to be able to do this with one another. To come down, to bend low, and to hear their heart. Finally, some practical guidance for listening. First, listen to God's Word. Regular reading of Scripture or listening to Scripture is essential in your life if you're going to learn to be a good listener. It's God's word for you. It's directions for your life. It tells you the truth about who God is, about who we are. It tells us the truth about our world. So knowing it and knowing what it says, knowing the account that Scripture gives about God's creation is important so that you can learn to listen to other people well. So you can discern the truth of what they're saying. So you can be entering into a really messy world and can be listening with discerning ears to hear God's truth in people's experience. In addition, listening to God's Word is good practice for listening to others. Good listening takes practice. As I said earlier, it has to be, you have to decide to do it. You have to do it on purpose. And listening to God's Word is often a hard thing to do. To sit quietly and to listen, to give our attention to something, to be able to clear out the noise of the world and to focus. That's a hard thing to do. It requires discipline. It's not something that comes naturally to us. We have to practice it. So listening to God's Word, what I'm trying to say is that listening to God's Word is um, about also getting the, it's about getting the right information to us about who God is and about who we are and about who our world is. But I want to say that even the discipline and the practice itself actually makes us the kind of people who are also able to listen to others. It transforms us. It's a transformative practice that helps us to enter into our other relationships with a listening ear. People who are able to give attention to other people. So if we're going to be good listeners, first, listen to God's Word. And then the second thing I want to suggest as a practical advice, uh, this came from my father-in-law. We were taking a walk just yesterday. And uh, he is a, a marriage and family therapist. And I told him that I was preaching a sermon on listening today. And I said, if you were preaching a sermon on listening, or if you were listening to one, what would you want to hear? What would you think that needs to be said? 
And he said, when I talk to people about listening, I tell them to listen like you're lost. Listen like you're lost. Think about before the days of GPS, when you had to stop at the gas station and ask the attendant for directions. And he would say, go here, turn right there, there's an Arby's on the left, turn left there. Okay, you're listening very well because you are lost. You don't know the way to go, and so you need to listen like you're lost. I think that is brilliant. We usually listen to other people like we already know them. Like we're already aware of the way to their heart. We already believe we know what that other person is like, what they think, what they know, but we don't. Every human being is a unique person with unique experiences and ideas and beliefs. And our culture has done such a good job of dividing people into groups that we think just because we know one thing about a person that we or one thing about a particular group that we know all the, everything about that particular group of people or that person in front of you. Democrats all think alike. Republicans all think alike. All gay people act like this or that. All evangelical Christians do this. All millennials do that. Boomers think like this. It's a lie. All of it. Nobody, nobody wants to be known by their group. Everyone wants to be known for the unique individual that they are. So when we encounter a person, we need to listen like we're lost because we are. We don't know the way of that person's life. We don't know the ways of that person's heart. We need to listen like we're lost. Another illustration for you. Back in 1998, uh, there were two friends who were um, on a, in a, a small airplane flying from Indianapolis to Muncie. Uh, Robert Kupersmid, a very German name, Kupersmid, and his friend Wesley Sickle. Wesley was the pilot. He was 52 years old. Robert was 81. And Wesley, the pilot, while he was there flying the plane, had a heart attack and died while he's flying the plane. So Robert is up there, now taking the controls. His friend here has died or is dying. And he gets the radio and he begins calling for help. And a couple other pilots who are in the area begin to talk to Robert and to tell him how to land that plane. Do you think Robert was listening? Every instruction every nuance, full attention, full attention to those voices coming through that radio. Husbands, what if you listened to your wife with that sort of intensity and urgency? The only thing that matters right now is to hear this message from her. Wives, what if you listen to your husbands in this way with this kind of intensity and urgency? The only thing that matters in this conversation right now is that he knows that I know him and love him. What if we listen to other people with that sort of commitment to knowing them and understanding them? That kind of urgency, that kind of listening brings healing to people. If you sit with somebody who's listening to you like that, you are going to know that they care. That is undeniable. 
to let other people know that they're valued and cared for so much that you are to listen in that way, so much so that they know that you know them and are seeking to, to learn about who they are. I want to suggest to you that this is one of the most important things that we can do as the healing community at Broadway is to, to be trained and to equip, um, to allow the Spirit to equip us to be good listeners to one another. So what I'd like to do is to, to take a couple of minutes to be quiet, and I want you to consider these four different movements of listening that I've talked about today. That God listens to you, that you listen to God, that you listen to another person, and that you receive other someone else's listening, somebody listens to you. Think about these four movements, and I want you to ask, if you were preaching this sermon today, which of the four would have been difficult for you to preach? Which one do you not really know? Which one have you not really experienced in your life? Which one do you need to learn about and to grow in today? Take that time of silence, and then I'm going to, to pray for us and ask that God would enliven that reality. And, and that for each of us, whatever of those four movements of listening that we need, that the Spirit would move those from our heads to our hearts to make those a reality in our life in one way or another. Lord, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters today who, like me, are struggling to believe that you listen to them. So I pray that they would know it today. That whatever they're going through, whatever pain, whatever sadness, whatever grief or disappointment or whatever joy, that they would know that you are there and you have your ear, that you are bending down listening. Lord, I pray for those in the room today who are having a difficult time listening to your word, a difficult time hearing from you. Lord, for those in the room who haven't cracked their Bibles in months, or maybe years. Lord, I pray that you would fill their heart with a desire to learn and to hear from you today. Lord, I pray for those people in our congregation today who know that they have a difficult time listening. Lord, that they, they, they see that this is a weakness in their own practice in their life. God, I pray that you would fill them with your spirit and make them like Jesus who listens and who listens well. I pray, Lord, that in their life they would reflect the image of God, you, God, who are a listener. And Father, I pray for those people here in our church today who just long to have someone listen to them. Lord, that's a painful place to be, to not have anyone who's listening. Lord, I, I pray for those people who feel lonely and abandoned, Lord, I, I pray that you would bring a person or people in their life who will sit and who will listen to them, get to know them and to, to hear their story, someone who will sit with them and listen like they're lost, so they can discover the ways of this person's heart. Lord, I ask and I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.